Hey everyone, welcome to Librarians Assemble, your premier audio resource for all things libraries and comics. As usual, I'm your host Josh Stone. In today's episode, we're celebrating National Library Week, which was last week, but we're going to celebrate it this week by discussing the comic strip Unshelved. Today's guest is Erin, and she's setting a Librarians Assemble record by being the first guest to appear three times. Two more and I owe her a jacket or something, I don't know. Alright, before we get to that, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It's very important, to me at least. If you like the show at all, just take a couple minutes and leave a nice review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. It'll help the show get exposure and all that fun stuff. As an added bonus, I'll read your reviews on the show. The podcast, by the way, is now available on Google Play Music, so you have yet another way to listen to me, but more importantly, the awesome people that come on our show. Also, if you would like to be one of those awesome people to come on the show, shoot me a message. The email address here is librariansassemble at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at Assemble Podcast. I'm also on Facebook. Just search Librarians Assemble. Don't forget to check out our website, librariansassemble.com. There you will find show notes, past episodes, fun facts, links, all that great stuff. There's lots and lots of links, so go check out all the stuff that's there. You'll also find photos of Aaron's spine label poems that we talk about a little later on the show. One other thing, a huge thank you to the ladies of the Heels and Heels podcast. They sent me a little goodie box that included a graphic novel about wrestling. I haven't had a chance to really look at it yet, but I'm looking forward to it, and I'll review it for the show after I have. If you're a wrestling fan or just a fan of funny conversations, do yourself a favor and check out the Heels and Heels podcast. They're, they're great. It's one of my favorite podcasts out right now. All right, so enough of that. Let's check in with Erin and see what she's up to. Hey, everyone. We're back with Erin. She is joining the the three-time club. This is her third time on the show. We're just like SNL. We have a club for these things. There's no jacket yet. You have to come on two more times to get a fancy jacket. Sweet. Yeah. And by, I didn't even know there was a club. By fancy jacket, I mean I will send you a picture of somebody wearing a fancy jacket. <laughs> okay. And you can be like, hey, that could be my jacket one day if this jerk ever got his game together. Um, but thank you again for coming on, Aaron. I really appreciate it. How have you been? I've been just fine. Thank you so much. So fill us in on what you've been up to. Anything exciting in the in your world, be it comic book, library, whatever you want to talk about? Well, you know, probably the... the sports? The very... Last time you were on, we, we uh, talked sports. <laughs> I know. My, my Jayhawks lost in the tournament, and I'm very sad, but I'm over it now. Um, no, what's really exciting is actually I got asked to teach a class... Um, for graduate students at the library school um, in my state that awesome. I live in. Yeah, so I'm going to be teaching resources for children. That's awesome. And Congratulations. That's yeah, big news. Yeah, thank you. I, um, I don't know. It was just kind of out of the blue, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited because I will get to talk about kind of whatever I want, and I will be sure to spend at least a whole class session on comics for kids. Uh, oh, yeah. Go yeah. out there and get them. Get them, get them kids while they're still in school. I am and totally by, And by kids that. in school, I mean adults who are working on their master's degree towards right. that. Day. 
But still, you feel so, it. No matter yeah. how old you are when you're getting your master's degree, especially when it's in library science, you still feel like a kid. Oh, you do. I know. It's I great. know I did. Yeah. So that's, um, that's so, pretty good. Yeah, thank you. And then um, I think I have everything planned for the summer reading program. So <gasps> Wow. I know. I feel like I'm I'm on top of my game right now. You Gosh. are you are living a dream that I can never come close to. <laughs> Cuz this dream involves planning. Yes. And writing things down. Yes, setting, I know. Setting goals. I'm sure there were probably goals set somewhere in there and Oh. Maybe reminders. Maybe. Yes, yeah. many reminders, many um, lists. Yeah, oh, lists. That's another thing. Yeah. Yes. None of those things I do very well. <laughs> um, so it's good. Yeah, I think those are those are good things. I feel accomplished. I feel like you've accomplished enough for both of us. So I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of me. Yes. For hearing about it. <laughs> getting to live vicariously through it. So that's awesome. Go me. Uh, <laughs> No, that's very, very cool. Congratulations. Do you have, um, so is it a one semester? Like, is it, what semester is it? It's, yeah, it's for. Are you guys on um, semesters or quarters? What are you guys doing? Semesters. So it's for the fall semester. And if, you know, it works out, there's a possibility that um, they would keep me on as an adjunct. Right on. Do it again. So we'll just play it by ear and see how it goes. I've taught once before, um, when I was a graduate student mm-hmm. in library science, and it was um, it was two semesters of teaching undergraduates basically how to use the library and uh, library classes. type things. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> They're I like, can... "What?" So can yeah, I just that get was this on a computer. Yeah, exactly. So that was really interesting to. To, to do but I I enjoyed it and I think you know most of the kids that were in that class were actually athletes oh. because <laughs> it was kind of a one of those word of mouth classes that it was easy yeah. and you know which is fine I didn't make them work too too hard no but... there's got to be classes like that when I was an undergrad um as a history minor our easy a class was the history of baseball <laughs> yeah. So that's what we did when, wow. we needed, when we needed to get some credits. Dang. So there's always got to be something, man. Yeah. So it was it was fine, and I think it'll be fine. But you know, graduate students, it makes me a little bit more nervous since. No, you you're, know. you'll be fine. I mean, yeah. you have the professional experience now. Everything's gonna work out. Plus, okay. these they these I I remember being in school. You just like you sit there, you listen to your professor, and you're like, yeah. That's that's, yeah. that's that's when is correct. Yeah. Well, and also I think that you know a lot of I there's a couple classes I took that were actually useful, and they were the ones that were taught by working librarians. Yes. As opposed to like the professors who never have really stepped foot in a public library, so uh, it should be good. That should be cool. Yeah. Well, that is very awesome, and I think I know what your fourth time on the show will be now. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't have anything to do with comics. You just said you're going to teach a whole class on <gasps> comics. You're right. I so, did. So bam, never mind. I got I'll you. Prep, I'll prep for that. All right. So that will be look forward. Look for Aaron's <laughs> fourth appearance. What to talk to grad school students about. I'm going to be the Steve Martin of this podcast. You really are. Well, I think what will happen. Here's my goal. Here. I'm going to set a goal. Okay. What's going to happen is you're going to host the show enough times that I start getting a lot of social media feedback that they like you more than me and then i will hand over the show to you 
and and retire into the night. No. And then I would just be a legacy project for me (laughs) and not a, oh, yeah, I I set goals for myself to make a biweekly podcast. And now I got to figure out what to talk about every two weeks. (laughs) Um, But speaking of baseball, that was a little inside baseball there. But, yeah, that's my goal um, for you to take over the show. So keep up the good work. You're almost there. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're one semester away from becoming the new dean of librarians assemble i don't even know about that okay well we'll see all right so what we're here to talk about today besides how impressive aaron's resume is becoming is (laughs) we're here to talk about two things we're here to talk about the comic strip on shelved which i'm sure every librarian out there is familiar with but if you're not we will fill you in in a second after that we're going to talk about National Library Week, which just occurred last week. When you're, if you're listening to this as it comes out, if you're listening to this years from now, I, I can't help you there. But National Library Week was the week of April 10th through the 16th, I believe. Yep, 10th through the 16th. This is hitting your ears on Monday, April 18th, tax day. So everyone get your taxes done. Um, so yeah, we'll talk a little bit about National Library Week, what it means why it's actually pretty cool and important and we'll talk about you know what our libraries did and all that fun stuff so we're going to start off by talking about comics though since this is a comic podcast last i checked (laughs) uh we're going to be talking about a comic strip we don't you know most of the stuff we've talked about on this show in the past including the numerous appearances from aaron have been comic books you know printed into book form this is a webcomic series by Bill Barnes and Gene Ambom. And it basically follows the life of a small public library in a fictional town called Mallville, right? Mallville? Yes. Yeah, Mallville. Mm-hmm. And it basically follows your stereotypical library employees. You have snarky tech guy, you have clueless boss, you have librarian who's been in the business too long and doesn't know anything about technology. You have excited children's librarian, and then you have, like, a mascot. Every library's got a mascot. (laughs) So Unshelved also has a mascot, too. And there are a couple other players along the way who I can't recall right now, but we will get there as we get there. So for those who have been listening to the show, you'll remember Aaron and I spoke at length one time about wanting to do an Unshelved episode. So here it is. Just in time for National... Just... One day too late for National Library Week. <laughs> um, but, you know, schedules are what schedules are. Yeah. So here we are. So, Aaron, why don't you start us off by talking about Unshelled. You can. Did I miss some stuff? Do you remember some character stereotypes? I, I don't remember everyone's name. I remember the main guy is Dewey. Yes, but... Dewey's like the Dewey's the teen teen librarian. Is he okay? I couldn't remember if yeah. he was a teen librarian or just their reference librarian. Well, and you know he kind of does both. Does both? Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Tamara, she's the crazy excited children's librarian. Yes. Um, Mel is the manager. Okay. And yep. um. So and then Colleen, recently retired. Uh, reference librarian who knows everything <laughs> like everything and yes she does not like technology and she it's does quite, not it's quite funny because it's they're so spot on with their um, really of the the older 
curmudgeon librarians that need to retire. Yes. Um, that don't want to embrace the new things. Um, yeah, Dinah, she's like the the person that they hired to replace Colleen. And she um, she's quite snarky and makes me think that if Daria from Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> like, got a job, this would, she would be, she uh, would be Dinah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's funny like that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And there's like the, the, the teenage kid or like tween age kid. I don't know, uh, what you want to call him, but his name is Merv, Merv and he, okay. yeah, he, he doesn't like to read, but he's always in the library. Yes. Yeah. He's so. like always hanging out around Dewey too. Yes. Yeah. And it's quite, it's quite funny. So yeah, those are the characters. I first started, uh, I had no clue what Unshelved was until I started working in a library. Imagine that. And Yeah, I imagine there are not many library people who know what yeah. this is. And I don't blame them. I don't no. hold that against them. No, and you know, a lot of the scenarios would not be funny unless you worked in a library. No. Um, except for maybe the kids stuff. Um, if you take your kids or something, yeah. Yeah. If you take your kids to the library, you would probably pick up on some of these things. Um, so it's not exclusively for library people, but, uh, I think those of us that work in a public library get it. Yes. On so many levels. Does it work? Yeah. I think my, my first exposure to on shelved was actually my, um, I had a supervisor who loved this comic strip and she would just like put some like put a put a strip or two in like emails that she would send out. (laughs) Some days we would walk in and like she would have printed out a couple strips and pin them up on like the the board Uh in the back room. She pinned them to computer like she would tape them to like computer monitors when she thought they were really applicable. Nice. So, yeah, we that's that's how I first found out about it was I had a supervisor who just loved, loved, loved these things. So and, uh, you know, like when you when it's your supervisor, you're like, oh, God. But then I'd read them like, no. And and at the time I was I was kind of like in my late teens, early 20s, like like myself kind of snarky and too cool for anything. Uh So I was like, eh. Whatevs, but then I'd be like, "Oh God, that one's pretty funny, though. That yeah. one's pretty funny, though. Oh no, this I, one's pretty I funny too." I get that one. Yeah, especially like for me, the ones that always hit close to home are the ones where Dewey's dealing with people and technology. Oh my God! Because that's yes. basically my whole existence at any library I've ever worked at. Yes. So. Well, that's one of my favorite strips. Um, I I I pin them to my um one of my Pinterest pages. Um, <laughs> when they're particularly funny to me. And mm-hmm. one of them was about, you know, when this guy comes in and he's like, I want to read, you know, this, this book on my e-reader. And Dewey's like, okay, which book? And the guy's like, all the books. And Dewey's like, okay, well then you're going to need all of these. And hands him like this stack of e-readers because <laughs> I think it's from 2013 mm-hmm. because back in the, that, you know, that time period, you couldn't just read, you know, uh, kindle book Mm -hmm. on anything other than a kindle or whatever and so i just that one was really funny because i i had that moment too where i'm like oh yeah but no i'm sorry you can't do that yeah yeah there are so many they're like oh wow this is really good like these are spot on to what's happening right now too (laughs) there is i as we were prepping for this episode i was kind of going back and looking at some of the Uh i guess recent ones i don't you know i i don't really read them on a daily basis 
But there have been a, there's been a over the past month or so there's been a storyline. Jeez, there's the word I'm looking for. An arc. Yes. Of um, the power the went light. out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> have been so spot on to every I experience I have ever had in any library, and I've worked in a couple different systems. Any system I've ever worked in, this is how they they deal with the lights being out. Like, no, you're still going to stay open. Yep. But we have no no way of doing anything. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So there is one. I'm going to pull it up on my on my device here real quick. There is one that I really thought was funny about how the one patron comes in. Clearly, all the lights are out. This has happened to me every time the power <laughs> goes out. You have somebody walk in, and we're like, I need to use a computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, but we don't but have any power. There's no electricity. Yeah, but I still need to use a computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I can't help you with that. Like, this, but this, what this, what they make this one woman say, I thought, is pretty, like, I I don't think it's that offensive, because I think it's it's really, I wish patrons really did think this way. When she says, people come to the library to use the computers, and I know they're trying to say, like, listen, that's all you're good for these days. Right. But from my from my experience, because I've worked in libraries in both rich communities and in very, you know, poor communities. Mm-hmm. And in both of them, the computers are the most popular thing. Yes. And it's because even people in rich who happen to live in rich communities might not be rich themselves, but it is one of the only libraries are one of the only places in the in the country where you can get free computer access. So like whether you have the internet at your home or have a computer or whatever, like it is kind of like our essential task these days yes. to provide that particular resource. Like people still think of libraries for books and all that stuff, but the idea, yeah. like, for me, like, I know this woman in the comic strip is really angry. But yes. for me, if that, like, that's also, like, kind of, like, endearing, like, oh, this woman needs this service. And she knows that this is something that she needs us to provide. And we're the only place that can provide it. Right. Like, I thought that was pretty, like, it was funny. It was biting. But it was also, like, hey, by the way, libraries super important to information literacy and digital literacy. Yes. So. Well- and I love this arc, too, because they bring back Colleen. Mel has to call Colleen, and she was like, I knew you would call. Yeah. Like, she comes in there, and, you know, one of the patrons is all, I've got a stupid question. She's like, no, I only want the meaty stuff. Google that. You <laughs> yeah. Know? I saw that one, too. Like, no, I'm too good for your stupid question. <laughs> well, and that's really that's really something interesting, because I was, I was also doing a little research. I actually... Um, subscribe to uh, an RSS feed so I get them every day in my oh, cool. weekly box so I would I'd been reading a little bit and so uh, Jean no uh, Bill is the one that does the art but mm-hmm. they've been having this guy named Chris Hallbeck who has kind of taken over the art part oh, okay. and one of the things that uh, they were commenting about was how you know, they'd kind of gotten into this habit of doing these one-off strips mm-hmm. when before they used to do more like storyline arcs. Mm-hmm. And so this whole blackout at the mall thing is, or at the, the Mallville library has been going on for like three weeks now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really think it's, um, I really like it because, you know, you, you feel like you're, you're reading more of a story, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, 
the way that they have to work it out, I'm I'm really you know like this last one on on Thursday, I think. You know, Mel was so excited because all these kids had all these stacks of books in their hands. And she's mm-hmm. like, it's finally working. The community is coming together. And Dewey's <laughs> like, no, we're being looted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dinah's all, it's okay. I have a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. And then Mel's like, oh, God, that means she's like, yes, every mistake you've ever made, I remember. Yeah. I, yeah. And again, that that's probably something that a lot of people can relate to. Yes. In whatever your profession is, that there's yes. always that one person who's like, I'm perfect. Yep. And I keep track of everything that everyone else has ever done wrong. Yes. Yes. I, I know those people. Yeah. But I have never worked at a library that doesn't have at least two of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty good. But yeah. yeah so I've, was... been, I've really been enjoying the, the yeah, fact that they've I like been that. doing those. Um, one of the other ones that. I really liked um, a couple, I don't know, months. I, You know what? Days and months are really bad for me. So I will say a couple days ago, but it probably was like October. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but they did this um, instead of, oh, it was around banned books week. And instead oh, okay. of banned books, they did banned patrons. Oh, I think I, I came across that one as I and was And Dewey perusing. made them hold signs up, yeah. like signs of shame. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, my God. Wouldn't you love to do that for real? I know, like, yeah. That it, it was one of those when I came across those. It was one of those things where, like, I feel like young Josh would have been like, "Yeah, get him, Dewey." But like older, like, like the older Josh is like, mm, "That's also very mean to do to these people." Some of these people might have mental conditions that make them crankier or make them seem not to your level, Dewey. Like, I was like, "Dude, it's a comic strip. Calm down." <laughs> Get off your liberal high horse. Calm down. It's a comic well, strip. One but... of them was like a little kid yeah. who had a sign that said cord chewer. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, you know, he's literally chewing the cords of the headphones that yeah. the library hear, lets him borrow. I hear that happens a lot to uh, the yeah. children's equipment back there. Yes, you don't know. You do not know until you have worked in a children's department the things that go on back there. I have only ever covered children's departments. I have never... It is the... I mean, it's the one department I've never actually, like, permanent... Like, been my dedicated place. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've spent time in children's departments. (laughs) I've I've, I've been back there once or twice. I've been back there. I've I've worked back there. But I've never, like, been assigned in a children's department. So I don't know the daily struggle. Yeah. They but do. I, they like. I they like all to about lick it. things and Ugh, chew God. things Ugh. and. No. Yeah. I couldn't it's handle true. it. My, That's my... why you got to have Clorox wipes, and you know, you just you got to be prepared. My germ. Which, my, my fear I of think... germs would just be like, no, no, yeah, stop it. It's... <laughs> <laughs> They're all gonna die. <laughs> I'd probably tell every parent your ch- your children are gonna die. This is how this is how your children die. Yeah. Well, um, sometimes I tell a little white lie to some <laughs> of the parents that, and I hope none of them listen uh, when I say this, but their kid will stick like one of the train pieces in their mouth and mm. i'm like oh don't worry we, we clean, clean those yeah. every week mm-hmm. we don't clean them every week no, I, we... I try yeah. at least once a month to spray them with stuff but you know we're small there's yeah. only three of us there's only really so much you can do to... in a day yeah and you know my volunteers sometimes they don't want to clean the toys no i i, I you can't make them they are volunteers no. Yes. Yeah, yes. I used to be like I used to be really good at like 
cleaning all the computers like almost mm-hmm. every day I was at work but I used to always also work in like a, a really dirty library and now I work in a less dirty library uh-huh and I feel like it doesn't matter germs are germs right. and I should do it and then I'm like Oh, but I got all this other stuff to do now. <laughs> and then, like, about halfway through the day, I'm, I walk by the computers, or if I go help somebody on a computer, and if I have to touch their mouse, or if I have to do something, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I really do need to clean these yeah, things I know. more often. You're building everyone's immune system. Think of it that way. That's true. Until, like, the Zika virus. No, I guess that could only be the mosquitoes. But still. But still. You know, we live in... Uh, this is... I live in South Florida. Like Yeah. There are a lot of things going on down here, man. Yeah, there are. A lot of things. So, yeah. So, Unshelved, I think, is a really good comic strip for librarians to read. Not just because they're funny, but I think it shows maybe some people who don't have, like, a strong community of librarians in their lives. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine there's not many people left like that because library Twitter is strong. It is. But... For those who don't, like, it's one way to f- feel not a- less alone, you know? Like, I mean, the, I, this comic strip came out long before library Twitter. Uh-huh. But, like, I remember reading this, this comic strip and thinking, oh, so basically all libraries are kind of the same. Like, we all have the same yes. problems, you know? Like, yes. And it was one of those things that actually made me realize, huh cool there are like other people out there who feel the same way i do or do right or have to deal with the same things i have to deal with and yes i think that's and really good for librarians to i do too and and the other thing that that i i like is that um sometimes the strips can really be empowering mm-hmm. my favorite one um and i will i will tell you which one it is it, uh, it's a series that um was at the end of like October in 2013 mm-hmm. and this kid comes in he's got to read a book for school and it has to be within his reading level and Dewey's mm. like whatever you can check out any book you want as long as you you know if you can reach it you can check it out and the kid's like what if I can't reach it and Dewey's like I will reach it for you and then the next strip is about you know the kid comes back and he says my teacher won't let me read this because it's not within my level and Dewey's like you know whatever you know take this one you know maybe you can read it maybe you can't read it but you you could try and you might you know it'll be okay and then the teacher comes in and says did you give the student permission to check out this book and Dewey's like yes and she's like well you know I want children to read within their capabilities and it's our policy and Dewey's all I love the sound that the policy makes when it breaks and (laughs) so I was having this problem for a while with um, parents coming in and they needed to to check out books for a certain Lexile range mm-hmm. for their kids. I'm all I was too like, familiar with that too. Oh, I hate Lexile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you know what? And it really resonated with me. And then um, I went to PLA when it was in uh, Indianapolis mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And they built... The, the Unshelves people usually try to go to the big conferences. Yes. They were there. And so I bought the poster with that whole um, series on it. And I had a really good conversation with them about 
uh, especially comic books and how, mm-hmm. you know, teachers are often reluctant to let students read comics and they don't consider it real literature and struggling with parents who also think the same way. And anyways, it was a great conversation. And I bought the poster and he signed it for me and I have it framed. And um, I know that kind of makes me a super nerd. No, but... that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> I would too. If they sign, well, first of all, if they sign something, I would probably give it to my old supervisor because right because i'd be like no you you deserve this you you are the one who spread the gospel yeah but then i'd get a second one and i'd keep it for myself but, yeah and i just think you know sometimes they really are spot on and i i really appreciate that they really are did you um i think it was like sometime last year maybe the year before they had this this thing where you could buy like the badges yeah they had badges and they had this thing i didn't do it a friend a friend of mine did and i ended up with the flash drive apparently you could get like their entire collection on a flash drive yes yeah and it was like a little it was like a little card catalog yes yeah i have that That, that. no i i um i have to say i did not buy that but the badges Mm -hmm. yes Um, so what were some of the badges like uh oh now I'm on the spot. Oh, I'm sorry. While you it's think okay. I'm gonna while you think I'm gonna talk about their upcoming schedule real quick. Okay. Okay. So speaking of them going to different events, they do they are currently on a pretty um arduous tour right now. Um for April nineteenth through the twenty second, they will Jean and Ange, I'm not sure who Ange is. Maybe you know, but Jean One of, I think it's one of their um like reviewers or shop oh, okay. people. They will be at in Houston, Texas for TLA, and I'm sorry, I'm not the Texas Library Association. Yes, that's April 19th through the 22nd. Um, Chicago, Illinois, they will be on May 13th for the Book Expo America. They'll be doing something called the On Shelf Library Story Fest with the world's strongest librarian, Josh Hanagarn, and you. And then it says Gene in parentheses, so I don't know if. If I am also one of those strongest librarians, or if they just mean every librarian is a strong librarian. <laughs> no, there's actually a guy who um, uh, he um, is called. He wrote a book called "The World's Strongest Librarian." He's got this crazy backstory, and um, so he's he's a thing. It makes me think of Pete and Pete. Yes. <laughs> anyway, they also on May 13th will be in Ada or. Yeah, I guess Gene is going there too. Addison, Illinois for the LACONI Trustee Banquet Banquet. May 14th in Chicago, they will be at BookCon. May 19th in St. Charles, Illinois, they will be at a private event there, so I guess there's no need to talk about that. And here is kind of why I'm really going through all these. June 24th through June 27th, they will be in my gorgeous home state of Florida. They will be in Orlando for the ALA annual conference. You can oh, find, right. You can find them at booth 520. So if you are going to ALA this year, and I'm sure many of you are, and if you aren't going because it's in Florida, <laughs> um, keep it to In your, July. In, yeah, cl- yeah, close enough to July. Um, that's cool. If that's the reason you're not going, cool. There was, I remember, this is huge tangent territory i'm going into there was a backlash to the ala coming to florida a couple years ago when it was announced that they would be here 
because it was during the time of the Stand Your Ground trial for Trayvon Martin. And there were a lot of librarians who were very angry at our state for that bullshit law. Sorry. For that terrible law. Um, I'm trying to curse less on the show, people. When Erin takes over the show, she'll be better. Um, (laughs) Whatever. I love the F word. Just saying. So, yeah. I... If that's not why you're coming, please don't hold one law that the governor and the state legislature passed against the entire library community of Florida. We have a very, very strong library community in Florida, and some of the most liberal people in the state of Florida come from our library associations, and they do a lot of good work to increase lit- not just literacy in our state, but just all kinds of things, whether it's digital literacy, whether it's early literacy, whether it's technology, whether it's programming, whether it's it, whatever. we They do a lot. So please, just because you don't agree with every policy a state has, don't hold that against their libraries. That goes for even if it were in somewhere like Mississippi. I'm sure the libraries in Mississippi do the best they can under the situation that yeah, they Yeah, or so, um, how about the fact that, like, the Association of Library Services for Children is supposed to go to North Carolina? And yes. To, yeah. And, and that's like, another thing. Don't, again, like, there are a lot of people backlashing against North Carolina right now. The entire state of North Carolina didn't come together unanimously to pass that law. It happened because that's the current state of our, our climate right now. That a, Just a few people with enough power can do these things. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's that's fine. Fight against it however you need to, but don't boycott an entire state where good people do live too just because of it. Like I did see there are a lot of people who canceled their like concerts and tours and all that stuff, right. and, and I get it. If that's what you want to do to send your message, fine. It's going to hurt economically the people who need, you know, the. it hurts economically for the state, but right. it also hurts economically for the people who work those venues. Who yeah, might, it's who, hard. Who might not support the same thing that you don't support, you know, like you guys might be on the same page there. But I did yeah. see um, Joel McHale, the comedian, I did see that he is not canceling his North Carolina stop, but instead he is using all of the proceeds to give to a local um, LGBT shelter. Oh, that's a good in idea. In the area. So that's another way you can go. You can not yeah, boycott. Get all your proceeds to go to the people who will fight yes. the people that put a stupid law into place. Yes. And so end it. That's my little tangent about that. And I knew <laughs> as, as ALA was coming up, I knew I would get there eventually. Uh, because it is something that bothered me. The ALA themselves also sent out some some polls several years ago, a survey to fill uh-huh. out about this situation and whether or not people, you know, basically trying to gauge the anger right. of the community. And they had a lot of questions on there about, like, I will not be attending because I don't support this stand your ground law. You know, like, I was like... Mm-hmm. I get it. I don't support it either. Like, I have I ha- I have close ties to the community where the Trayvon Martin incident happened. There was a very similar incident in Jacksonville that happened not far from where I lived when I went to school. Like, I I know these people. Like, I live here. I don't like right. it. I don't like it. 
not everyone who lives here agrees with it. But yeah, we still live point. here. So and we still would like your your money. We would still like you to support our library associations as well. So thank you, ALA, for not canceling outright Orlando, and I hope that they do come back. And from a different standpoint, when ALA or any big conference comes to Florida, I get it too. Like it's a pain in the ass to get here. Yeah. Like wherever you are, even if you're in the state of Florida, it's still a pain in the ass to get around the state of Florida. Right. We're huge and we're awkwardly shaped. Yeah. Like, What's up with that? God, man, you know, like he was drawing <laughs> maps and he was like, huh, you know what I'm going to do? Never. Drunk, drunk landmaking. He was like, oh, man, I got a great idea for a landmass. <laughs> and then he woke up the next day and I was like, oh, man. Uh, we're going to name it Florida. Is, we're going to make it really hot and humid is there. Is this set in stone? Oh, it literally is set in stone. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what kind of happened there. But anyways, that's my tangent. But if you are going to any of those places, please check out the, the people who make or help create yeah. in any way the unshelved comic strip they are doing they're the, super friendly they they are friendly and they've gone and they also have on their site all the other places they've gone in the past and you can see that they love 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 to go to not just big conventions and big conferences but they love to go to little things yeah. too they've been to the pacific northwest library association they've been to little state library associations they've done here i just randomly pick one they did an event just for the seattle public library staff like oh they're, wow. They, the Utah Library Association they've addressed. So they, they're out there, man. And if you want them to come to your library, hit and them up. And speak. And yeah. I they're, think they're I might try to hit them that. up for uh, – I am about to take over a local library association here starting in June. I will be the president there. <gasps> I Master think, domination. I, I know. It's step one. Step, <laughs> step two is uh, – I serve my year and then I go back to my life. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I might try to get them for our local. Yeah, local I don't know too. how much they cost, but I think it would definitely be worth it. And especially, there, it looks like there's a big gap between June and when they do something else in September. Oh, so maybe well, there I you can go. try to, because I know what a pain in the ass it is to get to Florida if you're coming from somewhere else. So yes. So that's my rant about that. Do you want to talk about anything else went on shelved? Anything that you've do? You, um. um Oh, how to, there's a how to hire us page too on here. Oh, so, yeah. See, they're very available. They, no, they I think. Monies. No, but you can follow Unshelved on Twitter. Uh, oh, I did not see the, that. Do you know their yep. Twitter handle? Uh, Do you have it handily? Readily? I think it's like at Unshelved. Oh, okay. Wait, um, wasn't I killing time for you to do something? And then I got oh, on a big Oh, rant. yeah, I was going to talk about the badges. We're professionals. Go ahead. Yep, we did are. You, so did you ever they, find out about yeah, badges? Yeah, so they made these badges. I don't think they're available anymore because it was just this Kickstarter thing. But they're so funny. Like, you could give them to your colleagues or just give them, collect them for yourselves. But it's like, if you have a particularly awesome day where you found something disgusting in the book drop, there's like <laughs> a book drop badge. And they had like a problems pack. And one of them was closing time, which to me is really funny because that just happened to me on Friday where a patron came in and said, I just need to print something off really fast. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> 515. I'm like, okay, nope, we're done. Cause we close at five mm-hmm. and you know, like I would have given myself that patch for not freaking out and <laughs> you know, whatever. So 
the patches were hilarious. I think if you could ever like get your hands on them, they're good fun. And it was I'm sure they. I'm sure if you see idea. them at one of these, uh, one of yeah, these stops, I'm sure they sale. have some there. So about so. their Twitter, their Twitter yes. is at on shelf feed. It's yes. U N S H E L F E E D. And I, by going to their Twitter, have just discovered why they've done so much for the Pacific Northwest. They are based out of Seattle, Washington. So Ah, well, there we go. That's why they have done so much there. We are so smart. We are masters of the interwebs. We are. Do not cross us. Okay, so that's our bit about Unshelved. It's a great comic strip. You should read it. If you don't, I can't imagine many librarians listening to this have not read it in some form. Oh, wait. They have a podcast? They do. They just started it. How dare them. I am well, trying to promote them on my all, podcast. I don't think it's all about comics, though. Okay. Well, they have a podcast called Unshelved Audio. So whenever you're done listening to this podcast, feel free to listen to another one, I guess. Oh, oh. I know one of the other things I wanted to say Ooh. is every Friday they do book reviews and they are wonderful. I love their format. They're like, you know, why I picked it up, mm-hmm. who I would recommend it to. They do a brief plot summary. I have ordered some really interesting books from my library based off of their recommendations. Very cool. And they always do a comic strip or a comic uh, page, I guess. For that um, review. Yeah, about like a you know like their main review that they're doing, and they they've done lots of cool like kids books and um a, you know science fiction and fantasy and so if you need another place to get book reviews from, they're really they're very good and they're very charming. Like some of the reasons why they pick them up and who they would recommend it to. And mm-hmm. So plug for that. Well, I have to say I agree. I'm looking at some of their book reviews right now. They do a lot of graphic novel reviews. Yes, they do. So that's awesome. And they're yes. still not... You'd be surprised there's still not many places for librarians to find good graphic novel reviews out there. No. And they do, they do a, good, a good job. And it's not just, um, you know, it's not just kids. It's, no. You know, they do a lot of adult graphic novels. Yes, their latest one was Starve from Brian Wood, uh, which is a grotesque looking book here. Um, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> but that does look it's an image comics book but i did see the uh the last one they did before that was baba yaga's assistant which is yes which is so wonderful oh i love baba yaga's assistant so that was cool keep oh, up the lord us geeking out about that oh, i know i love it so our next podcast will be aaron talking about her experience teaching comic books and how much we love baba yaga's assistant <laughs> Um, okay, so that's our bit about Unshelved. So now we're going to talk about National Library Week. So National Library Week, as I said when we started talking, happened on April 10th through the 16th. It is done through the American Library Association. And basically it's a way for libraries to not just promote themselves, but to show how they impact their community. I know our library did, you know, a lot of, you know, had a lot of flyers up and had special book display. And we also did this thing. I don't know if this was part of the ALA of our just community relations department wanted to have fun with it. But we did a spirit week in which every day was a different theme so that we would dress up like it was what school did you go to day, wear a funny hat day, basically all the stuff you'd find in your high school's spirit week. How fun. 
fun. And I think one of the main reasons for that is because every time somebody asked us, why are you wearing that today? We could answer, well, it's National Library Week. And this is how we're celebrating. I'm totally stealing that idea. Go for it. It was fun. I, um, though I'm talking about National Library Week right now, I have to say that this particular year I did not participate very much because I did not participate in Spirit Week because I had a lot of meetings this week. (laughs) And I had to, like, leave the branch a lot for a lot of stuff. And you didn't want to be wearing your crazy hat and your Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, there was a Hawaiian shirt day, too. There was all kinds of stuff that I'm like, yeah, I have meetings with other county agencies today. I'm not... I have to be professional. I'm not going to show up in my my school's T-shirt or my school's colors. Like, (laughs) sorry. But... (laughs) That aside, it was fun, and it was also our library. We would take pictures of all, everyone wearing those and put them up on our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter accounts so that we could promote it that way. So if you want to see what some libraries did over this past week, you can head over to Twitter and search for the um, hashtags NLW16. This year's theme was Libraries Transform. So you can also look up the hashtag libraries transform. I know quite a few people like myself just did hashtag national library week. So you could type, type that in as well. This year's ambassador was Gene Loon Yang. He's the young adult graphic novelist and not just young adult. He's done other books as well. He, the most famous one was American born Chinese. So it was also the first graphic novel to be the finalist for the National Book Award, and I'm obviously reading this right now, and the first to win the American Library Association's Prince Prize. So that is why he was there, Jean Yang. So he did a lot as well, and he tweeted a lot, and he was at events and all that fun stuff. So that was national. That's basically what National Library Week is all about. It's basically a week-long promotion of libraries, and we try to get a celebrity National Library Week ambassador generally an author or an artist i'm surprised it's not just neil gaiman every year but right what are you gonna do <laughs> i guess you gotta change it up sometime yeah so well, you you guys are way cooler than us um so as a reminder for or as a as an info nugget for anybody who's listening ooh, um, everybody stop info nugget info nugget <laughs> I, li- I i serve um in a library that serves a population of just under 2300 people so we're super small. We have a full-time staff of three and then a part-time uh, a part-time person as well. Mm-hmm. So big events like that don't really work for us. Um, however, my uh, part-time person, she, she does the front uh, displays. And she did this really beautiful display. She cut out all the graphics from the ALA website for National yes. Every Week and did like this rainbow... Um, rainbow colored display and then put corresponding books um with the colors in it and it was just really eye-catching and a lot of people stopped and asked and so uh during national library week it was also beverly cleary's 100th birthday oh she is still alive okay she's a hundred um and so one of my clerks yeah so drop everything and read day uh was on tuesday which was also National Library Workers' Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, she did um, a display in our children's area of each of the librarians um, and clerks' 
uh, holding up a book and dropping everything and reading. And so so that was really, really charming. Um, My favorite day during National Library Week is actually the Wednesday because it's bookmobile day. And I love the idea of a bookmobile. Mm -hmm. It is my dream someday to work at a library that has a bookmobile because I want to drive it. And I just say that now. I know, but for real. (laughs) I am terrified that one day I'm going to have to drive the bookmobile that we have. We're about to get a new bookmobile too. But something different. The thing is, and I'm not, I'm not going to say which libraries. I don't know for sure. I've never driven my bookmobile, so I can't. You can't say that I'm calling out my library system right now. But I do know that there are library systems in this country, great country of ours, that um specially designed their gen- their very large buses to just barely meet the criteria mm-hmm. of not needing a truck driver's license. Yep. So that as long as you have your standard driver's license, you, you can, can be called it. upon to uh-huh. drive the bookmobile. <laughs> but listen, there's a huge difference between driving my tiny compact car versus the driving bus. the bus. There's a reason, like, no. Please don't play that game with me. Please don't make me drive the bookmobile. <laughs> if you're listening to this, please don't make me drive the bookmobile. I'll go on the bookmobile. Yeah. And I'll help the bookmobile. But yeah. I don't want to drive it. I just think, I don't know. And I love looking back at, like, all the pictures of old-time bookmobiles. Yeah, right? And also, like, some of the newer, cooler bookmobiles. And then also, like, the boats and the libraries that are in other country that have, mm-hmm. like, camels and donkeys that deliver books. I just think it's wonderful. It is really cool. So that is my, that's my favorite part about the whole week. We actually are getting, later this month, I believe, we are getting our brand new bookmobile. So that's going to be really exciting. Nice. It might be this upcoming week, if I'm not mistaken. But... That shows you how much I pay attention to what's going on around me. But anyway, we have a new bookmobile coming, so that's really exciting. We're going to have a big party for it. I wonder I wonder if anyone's going to break a, gla- a bottle of champagne over it. And I hope it, so. And treat it like a bus or a boat. That a would boat. be fun. That would be great. That would be fun. So those so are the, cool so ideas the, that you guys so did too, aside though. aside from National Library Week, it is um, April is National Poetry Month. Let's so see. I tried my hand for the first time at doing book spine poetry. Oh, really? Uh, it was so much fun. And I took pictures and I got really nice responses on Facebook, which is saying something for our little town. So Awesome. Um, Do you want, if you... I should send the picture. Yeah, send me the pictures. I'll put them up. <laughs> okay. I will. Because I thought, you know, some of them I thought I was pretty clever. <laughs> no, no. I, if you can get... If you can get anything out of the spines, I think that's clever and yeah. great. Like, I think, and like once, the first one's the hardest, and then once you kind of get in the mode, you're like, yeah. oh, great, okay. So, um, and, you know, our, our poetry books are in a, their own separate section in the mm-hmm. kids' area, and they do get checked out. But the ones that I put out next to the uh, spine poetry, mm-hmm. they they all got checked out. So oh, Great. So yeah, that's how you know works. your display's working. Yes. So that's very good. Um, you are obviously outside right now. The wind is coming strong into oh, the microphone. So. I'm so sorry. No, I'll no, roll you, my window. I don't care about for me. I'm just going to say to everyone, do, it's spring, everyone. And Aaron and I are lucky enough to live somewhere where it feels like spring right now. So don't yes. don't be mad. Don't be okay. jealous. Yeah, I'm rolling up the windows. I don't want you to sweat to death, though. We're almost done. Okay. We're almost done here. Okay. So that is National Library Week. Are there any other 
things you want to talk about with National Library Week? Or do you have any, like, fun patron stories? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, This just happened on um, Friday when I was coming back from work. So I uh, came in and... There's this family of five, uh, five kids, I should say, and they're very sweet and they sell honey and um, they raise honeybees and, you know, they look like they stepped out of a Ralph Lauren ad. (laughs) Um, I know. And they're they're very, very polite. And anyways, I came into the to the building and um, the little boy, um, I think he's the second oldest and he's like seven and his mom, um, were outside and I like, Hey guys, whatever went inside. And then all of a sudden the door opens and I hear his little voice. He goes, Miss Aaron. And I said, yes. And he goes, I have to tell you something. I said, okay. He goes, I made a mistake. I said, Oh buddy, what's up? What happened? (laughs) And he reaches into his pocket and he said, at the last Lego club, I stole some Legos from you. Okay, so my heart is already melting, <laughs> and he pulls out these Legos, and I thought it was going to be like the mini figs because that's what everybody always wants to take. Mm-hmm. No, it was like these the most random three Legos that you could possibly think of to pick. He goes, I just thought they were really cool, and I put them in my pocket, and what I did was wrong, and I'm really sorry. Here you go. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> you win at life right now. And I said, oh. I said it's okay thanks for being a stand-up guy and give him a high five and he said you are always welcome at lego club and he's like okay well i'm really sorry and i said <laughs> you know what don't even worry about it and then they left and i was like that made my entire month nice. you know or year practically because lego club kind of drives me crazy because the kids are nuts and you know for him to come back into the library and this was like you know a month ago that yeah. we had done lego club so that's my heartwarming story for national library week that's awesome yeah poor guy i they have a a picture of a woman on their page holding a sign they made these little signs for national library week that look like little dialogue balloons Uh uh-huh and hers says I love my library because no airline can possibly take me so many places in so many worlds. Oh. So look at that. Nice. I remember a couple years ago we did for um, for National Library Week after our main our main location opened up a what they call a creation station, basically like a, a media lab, basically like you know a bunch mm-hmm. of Mac computers. Um, it was a makerspace before makerspaces maker were cool. Um, no, it was Makerspace right in the height of Makerspace. Oh. Cool. So after we opened that up, it was right around the same time as they were doing a, you know, National Library Week celebration. And so we did something very similar as these little word balloons. We, you know, like we had found the ALA had, I love my library because blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we also recorded, we made a video of a bunch of people kids adults everyone coming in and talking about why they love their library and what it means to them and you know i i got to edit that together and then send it out so that was really fun and there were so i mean it was a couple years ago so i don't remember all the stories off the top of my head but like some of them are just like oh my god there was this one one adult who was talking about how when she was a kid she was bullied a lot and picked on because she was you know like shorter and different you know right. looked different and so the only place that she ever felt, like, safe 
was the library because the librarians there liked her. They were nice to her. She could read books and not be bothered. And I was like, okay, keep it together. Don't cry. Right. Don't cry. (laughs) You're a professional. But there are a lot of stories. There was also, because we live in such a diverse area, it was really fun, too, because we got to do, you know, we got to hear people's stories in Spanish. We also had this this lovely um, Haitian woman who did hers in Creole. And she was so funny because, like, when she first came in, she's like, oh, I want to do this. I like the sound of this, but I don't look good right now. I don't want to be on camera right now. She's, I'm like, well, we're doing it all week. If you want to come back, just let us know. We'll be here, you know, whatever the time was each each day. Mm-hmm. And so she came back a couple of days later, like, dressed to the nines. Like, had, like, her hair done perfectly. Her makeup was on on point. Uh-huh. She was just gorgeous. She's like, I'm ready to talk about why I love the library. And I was like, oh, this is the best. Yes. So, yeah, she, she gave a great... A little story. I don't remember what it was. It was also in Creole. So like when I got it translated and typed out, I don't remember it all now. But like, right. It was it was great that we also had people talking about you know like trying to reach different audiences and stuff. Yeah, like, that's it was so really great. Fun. So there are a lot. If you are a library out there and you have not asked directly your library your library patrons why they like you, you should try it. You yeah. will be surprised. At some of the answers, I'm sure you'll get a lot of disgruntled people like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm just here for the free stuff. I'm just here but, to use the internet. Yeah, just shut get up. Get free wireless. Let me get let me get on the internet. But <laughs> you will you will be surprised to learn that there are people in your community who absolutely adore you and find you to actually be the heart of the community that you think you are. You aren't wrong. <laughs> like right. I know a lot of times we walk around and we try to like to make ourselves feel better. Talk about how important we are. Yes. But I... I. But it's the truth. We are important. We are. And you will find that out firsthand if you actually give your patrons a chance to explain to you what it is they like about your library. And you might also get a chance to find out what you can be doing better. Right. Or what you can do more of. You know? Like yep. There might, you, you might find some patrons. I know I've had... A couple times where patrons have come up to me and be like, are you ever going to do X, Y, or Z again? And you're like, man, we haven't done that in like two years. Yeah. Or I thought everybody hated that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then you're like, you're like, but nobody likes it. And you're like, yeah, but I really did. And you're like, you know what? Fine. Let's try it again. For you, we're doing it. Let's try again. You know, like if you, if you reach one person, you still reached one person, you know? Like, that's right. And that's really important. And that one person will then go forth and really love libraries. And you know right. what? Libraries tend to be on a lot of local ballots for various yes. different reasons. And it is very important to have the community behind you. We all learned that just several years ago during the recession, how yes. important it is to have the people behind us. And if the people aren't behind you, what can happen to your library? So, yeah, preach I know, it, sister. I, I, I'm girl, I'm on it. <laughs> so National Library Week is a great time to pat yourself on the back. But don't forget that without your patrons, however annoying they may be. I know because we were talking about Unshelved. It covers yes. a lot of annoying patrons. That's why I'm yes. saying that. No matter how frustrated you may be at the end of the day, without them, first, you would have no job. Right. Second of all, you would have no purpose. So... Keep up the good work to all of the librarians, including Aaron, who have been on the show in the past or have talked to us in some way. I really do appreciate it. 
And I really do think that I've been very lucky to talk to so many amazing librarians over the past almost year now that I've been doing this podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. I have learned so much from everyone, not just about what you guys are doing, but like what I can be doing better too. you know, like this has been amazing and we have amazing librarians out there who have amazing patrons like every story yeah. i've ever heard has always been oh and the patrons did this or they really responded to this and yeah that's that's what's great and your little your little honest kid and yeah. you, you've had other great stories too when you've been on to about how your your fun patrons and what a even though you have a, a small library it also means you have a tight-knit community yes we do which is awesome yes because you know i have a lot of patrons that i i see every day and they see me every day but since we're a bigger library, I don't know their names, and I'll bet you anything they don't know mine. Mm-hmm. They know each other's faces. But there's something to be said when you know your local librarian's name and they know yours. Oh, yeah. So to all the small librarian, small town librarians out there, you are just as, if not more important, as big city librarians. I know That's they get, right. I know they Woo! get all the attention, but keep in mind that your town knows your not only face, but most of them know your name. You think the same can be said for all the New York City librarians? Come on. <laughs> so that's my rant. I've done two rants in one episode. I am on fire. It must you are be, on fire. It I must love be it. election season. It if I be. have a lot of shit to say. Um, <laughs> oy. Anyway. So, Aaron, thank you for yes. being on for a record third time. Always. And we will talk to you again when you have taught your class (laughs) but before we go is there anything else you'd like to say anything you'd like to preach about i've done all the preaching today no you know what i gotta be honest it's so nice outside today that like (laughs) i can't even i can't even be ranty about anything because it's like the long national nightmare of winter is over (laughs) in iowa i think and i just i'm pretty happy I, hey, it's a beautiful day here in South Florida, but I if when when pressed, Aaron, I can always find something to rant about. <laughs> you know, I'm just a giver that way. <laughs> but uh, well, no, today I am I am just I'm I am like the cheerleader today. You so. are feeling spring air. Spring I has sprung in Aaron's yes. heart. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, send me those um, your spine label poetry, and I will put them up. Either I'll probably put them up on the webpage, and maybe send them out on Twitter if you don't mind. Okay. Sure. Sound yep. Good to I- you? I'll do it. All right, Aaron. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. All right, that's our show. Thank you for listening. As always, the music in today's show was created by Gumble and is being used under the Creative Commons license. Okay, again, go forth, rate, review, and subscribe. I'll read your reviews on the show. It'll be fun. Do it. All right, talk to you all in two weeks. Bye.